It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Tuesday, October 18th, 2016. We have 22 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, small craft advisories for conditions around the region, west winds 10 to 15 knots, gusting to 20 knots. And today I'm going to talk a little bit more about the weather, the weather that happened over the weekend and some of the weather that didn't. Um, but first, let's take a look at our ship schedule. There's lots of opportunities for ship watching today. Our first arrival in the river is the Lady Maria Ocean. She's a bulker arriving from South Korea, headed for Astoria's Anchorage, but she's going to be picking up wheat upriver eventually. Look for her arriving in the Anchorage about 6.30 a.m. today. The Mighty Sky arrives from Japan, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She also was another wheat ship heading upriver eventually. Look for her... Uh, Arriving in the Anchorage around 7.30 a.m. The CF Crystal is arriving from Taiwan, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. Corn, soy, or wheat are her possible cargoes when she eventually heads up to Kalama. Look for her arriving in the Anchorage around 9.30 a.m. The articulated tug-and-barge rig, the Dub- Dublin Sea, is arriving from Anacortes, headed for Portland. Petroleum is her cargo there in that barge. Passing Astoria around 11.30 a.m., arriving in Portland around 5.30 p.m. The Iris Ace is arriving from Tacoma, headed for Portland. She's a car carrier with brand-new Hondas on board. She'll pass Astoria around 1.30 p.m. You might see her at, in Portland, at the Port of Portland, at about 7.30 p.m. today. The Palma Bulker is a bulk carrier arriving from Japan, headed for Astoria's Anchorage, but she too will be heading upriver to pick up wheat, and she'll, she will arrive in Astoria's Anchorage in the early afternoon, maybe around 1.30 p.m. The Cactus K is arriving from Japan. Uh, lots of bulk carriers today, as usual. She's uh, headed for Longview to pick up logs. She'll pass Astoria around 3 p.m. You might see her in Longview by 6.30 p.m. The Ultra Tradition is arriving from Vancouver, B.C., headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She uh, is going to also go upriver and pick up wheat, and she'll arrive in Astoria's Anchorage around 7.30 p.m. The Kiwi Trader, you may have heard that name before. She's a frequent visitor to our waters. Arriving from China, um, headed for Portland, she's a petroleum tanker, and she will pass Astoria around 12.30 p.m. and arrive in uh, Portland by about 6.30 p.m. The, in the Astoria Anchorage, we have a couple of ships heading upriver. The Nikos L., she um, is headed for Vancouver to pick up wheat at about 3.30 a.m. and will arrive in, um, in uh, Vancouver at about 9.30 a.m. The Roscoe Olive is uh, headed for Longview from the Anchorage. She is uh, going upriver to pick up wheat in Longview, and she will leave Astoria's Anchorage around 8.30 a.m., arriving in Longview by about noontime. That leaves a bunch of ships all awaiting orders in the anchorage, so lots of ship-watching opportunities just to look at a ship that's sitting still, so you can kind of take out a pair of binoculars or your camera and take a good look. The Glyphado One, the Antiparos, the Peace Garden, the Basic Portland, the Divine Seas, uh, the Golden Ginger, and the Safari Voyager are all anchored offshore. And some of them are anchored pretty far upriver, past Tongue Point, in the, uh, over near Rice Island, in an area of the anchorage that's recently been expanded to accommodate more ships because more ships needed to come into the river to anchor. And our outbounders, the ships that are heading downriver and out to sea today. The Santa Barbara, leaving Longview carrying wheat at about 11.30 a.m. You might see her... Uh, 
past Astoria outbound by about 3 p.m. The IVS Hayakita is leaving Portland carrying soda ash, leaving around 8.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 2.30 a.m. on Wednesday. And the um, Rapallo is leaving Kalama carrying wheat. She's leaving around 11 p.m., passing Astoria outbound in the early hours of Wednesday around 5.30 a.m. And the Aphrodite L is leaving Portland. She has wheat on board, leaving around 11 p.m., also passing Astoria outbound around 5.30 a.m. on Wednesday. Well, uh, at the mouth of the river on the Columbia River Bar, let's look at the marine weather. We have a uh, small craft advisory for, for rough conditions until 10 o'clock this morning. And uh, an, again, um, a small craft advisory from this afternoon through this evening. We have some weather systems moving through, but um, nothing on the order of what was promised this past weekend. At the mouth of the river on the Columbia River Bar, um, that's an area that can become very dangerous in bad weather. Combined seas around 8 feet through tonight. Seas will temporarily build to 13 or 14 feet during those max ebb current times with breaking waves on the bar, so surf breaking at the mouth of the river. Um, 6.45 this morning is one, and then the other one is at 7.15 this evening. Very dangerous time to be on the bar. That's why it's in the weather forecast to warn mariners to stay away. Overall, in the marine weather forecast, we have west, we have wind waves rather from the west, three feet high, it's four seconds apart. West swells 10 feet high at 11 seconds. Showers and a slight chance of thunderstorms in the forecast today. Well, this morning, I'd like to talk with you a bit about the weather, in particular, the weather we had this past weekend. The entire coast was holding its breath on Friday and Saturday as predictions for a monster storm were scaring the bejesus out of everybody who was watching the forecasts. In the end, the giant storm fizzled, and except for a few isolated incidents of very violent weather, there were no major impacts from the storm region-wide. I've seen a few articles in online media that are in effect saying, what's wrong with those weather forecasters and shame on them for scaring us so much? So I'd just like to say a few things about that mindset and why I think you should think differently about it if you're feeling betrayed by the weatherman, so to speak. I was watching the weather, too, because of my role at KMUN as manager of the radio station. We do our best at KMUN and KTCB to keep the public informed in emergencies. And so I was talking with emergency managers and scouring the web for weather updates. KMUN staff and I were posting like mad on Facebook and putting information out on the radio as the situation progressed to let everybody know what was happening. What happened, to many people's chagrin apparently, was not what anyone originally thought would happen. And the truth is that it wasn't a what's wrong with the weathermen situation. It was a welcome to life on the coast situation. I've mentioned this before on the ship report, and it's a good time now to bring it up again. Weather forecasting where we live on the edge of the continent is art and science. Most of our weather comes to us from out in the ocean, where there are few of the measuring devices that forecasters rely on on land. Scientists don't have a lot of data to work with when they're forecasting weather for the coast, except for a few data buoys and some satellite images. They can bear witness to what they're seeing and measure that against what has happened before. On Friday, things looked grim. There was a huge storm offshore and with very, very low internal barometric pressure, and that's something that can cause high damaging winds. Based on that and other information, the National Weather Service and other weather experts throughout our region thought they ought to warn people about the real possibility that this storm could be very dangerous. By the time the storm arrived, many factors had affected that situation and conditions changed. The, the result, thankfully, was that across the region, not much severe weather happened. But if you think this storm let us off the hook, 
Tell that to the residents of Manzanita who saw a tornado, a real tornado, and a powerful one. That's a rare event here. Roar up the main street of their town, ripping roofs off houses and buildings and businesses and uprooting trees. Water spouts, which it did not come ashore, thankfully, were sighted off the coast in various other areas in our region. So, uh, And there was some very dangerous weather offshore for any vessels that were out there. So it wasn't all puppies and kittens out there this weekend. I guess what I'm saying is that those of us who live here, we've made the decision to live with that uncertainty, that we don't always know what's going to happen. We do that every day with the risk of earthquake and tsunami, and we do it with weather. So I'm relieved that we didn't have a region-wide disaster. The next time there's a dire weather report, don't be blasé, just be prepared. Then if nothing happens, you'll be prepared for the next time, because there will be a next time. Fortunately, no one was killed in Manzanita. Businesses are open and people are putting the place back together. Under the circumstances, it was the best anyone could expect. Let's hope for that in all of our emergencies. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day. <laughs>